0: Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today we have a very, very special guest. Um, this young man, you know, he's doing some great things in the community. Uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of things in Baltimore. And now we're going to expand the horizons a little bit. We're going a little bit further out. and We're going to hit Louisiana, New Orleans, if we can, New Orleans they call it. And I'm reaching out to Mr. Larry. How are you doing out there, Mr.
1: Larry? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Stoked to connect. This is hey, really cool. man,
0: I appreciate you, brother. Uh, just give you guys a quick background. Um, a couple of days ago, I was uh, talking with some friends from the West Coast. And we were talking about all the negative. We were, we were like, we're sick of the negative news. I'm sick of hearing all this craziness. I was like, I need somebody to give me something positive. And shout out to Kelly, who was on uh, California Dreaming uh, when we did a season out there. She said, Aaron, I got somebody for you, it's a guy named Larry, he went to Syracuse University, um, and he basically is doing some big things in New Orleans, and I said, New Orleans, so she sent me this link of what he was doing, and I said, damn, I need to get a hold of him, and just, you know, the, the, the wor- how the world works, easy now, I mean, we're Zooming, we're teleconferencing right now, and this is how it works, so Larry, without further ado, how are you doing, Give us give people a little background about you, Larry, before we get into the nitty-gritty of what you're doing out in New Orleans right now.
1: For sure, yeah. So, uh, like you said, I went to Syracuse. Shout-out to Beheim and Carmelo Anthony, national champs, my junior year. <laughs> Although I wasn't, I wasn't there that semester, but uh, it was dope. Um, shout-out to Beheim. Dot, shout-out to Pascaloni. No <laughs> love for him. Uh, all you Syracuse graduates can appreciate that. So yeah, I went to Syracuse. I grew up in uh, in and around New York and New Jersey. Um, and after graduating, I always, I always wanted to work in entertainment, uh, be a talent agent uh, before before the dawn of entourage. So I wasn't a jumping on the entourage bandwagon. <laughs> and I literally moved to Los Angeles um, a week after graduation in the year two thousand four, and. Uh, for 14 years was in the entertainment business. I was an agent uh, at a company called CAA and uh, I was there for 10 years. I reference actors and writers and directors, mostly actors for television and film. And, uh, and then I was a manager for two years at a company called the Gotham Group. And then I jumped on the whole YouTube kind of uh, phenomena. Uh, and I was a talent buyer for uh, live tours. For YouTubers to connect with their fans in a in a live setting. Um, and I did that, but you know, I kind of I always loved food. Um, I had this joke or this like analogy that like food for me and cooking for me was like in those cheesy 90s, like rom-coms where like the dude ends up with the girl that was next door because she But not till the end of the movie, until she, like, takes the glasses off and lets her hair down. I was like, oh, I'm in love with that girl this whole time. I didn't know it. That's, like, (laughs) what food books for me. It was a big deal growing up. My mom uh, is an amazing cook. Both my grandmothers, when they were alive, were great cooks. My aunt, like, all the women in my family, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, And a lot of my memories from childhood are, like, food connected. It's, like, eating this at this time and relatives arguing over who makes this better than the others, and sometimes that would get super superheated. Um, and in and the moment, it wasn't funny, but now, it's in hindsight, it's kind of funny to laugh at those moments. Um, so uh, I, I, I started, um, towards the end of my entertainment career, I started auditing a cooking school, classes at a cooking school in Culver City in Los Angeles. Uh, at the time, I was living in Venice, so it was about like a 10-minute drive down the road and I was just getting ready for something to happen to, like, spark this. And I'm going to tell you the, the actual, the, the 24-hour period where it happened. I was on a, it was a Sunday night. I was on a date in Venice at the other room on Abakini. if anyone knows that bar. And in the middle of this date, this girl says to me, it was Sunday night, and this girl says to me, in this tone, she was like, what, what the fuck do you do for a living? Like, kind of, like, very, like, very abrasively. (laughs) And I was like, why do you ask it that way? She's like, cause you, you've said you've got the Sunday blues more times than I think you realize. And I had this moment. I was like, Oh my God, I sound like such a buzzkill. Like it was Sunday night. And instead of like enjoying this time, you know, hitting off with someone new, which is something I love doing, meeting people and whatnot. I'm like, all I'm thinking about is how brutal it's going to be to go to work tomorrow on Monday which like a lot of people feel, even people that love their jobs, you know, it's, it's never perfect, but it was bad. And <laughs> crazy how life happens. I went to work that morning, that Monday morning, totally prepared to like give my two weeks. It was like a couple of weeks before Christmas, 2017. It's like nine o'clock or so. My boss calls me in his office and says, I'm sorry, man, we got to let you go. And I just sat there silently. Uh, I didn't say anything. And, uh, he started going into like a kind of a severance package and all this stuff. Not that like I was walking around with like big bags of money as I was leaving, but like enough to comfortably catapult me to go, all right, I'm doing this. I literally got in my car. I drove up the street because the office was in Playa, which was right down the block from Culver City. And sorry, I'm dropping a lot of like LA, like geography be stuff. and it was it was again like i said it was right before a little bit before christmas the the semester for the cooking course that i wanted to take started just after the new year i threw down the credit card and i was ready to go and not only did i like i was scared but i reached the point where i was more scared of not doing it than doing it you know what i mean um But like, it was like, and I I hate when people speak hippie trippy and stuff, but like, I believe in this stuff because sometimes this stuff happens and it's undeniable. I was ready to quit. That dude not only let me go, which was something hard for me to do because I had been doing that type of work for 15 years at this point. It's not an easy thing to just bounce, you know, was making a comfortable living um, despite not really being fulfilled or happy. Um, Not only did he let me go, but he gave me like a little nest so that I could do it with a little comfort. You know It was like, the universe was like, all right, bro, go do your thing. And that's it. I never looked back. I I started, I uh, was in class three days a week, six hours each of those days. And then part of the requirements to graduate was like, I think it was like 200 to 300 hours over the course of like six or seven months working in kitchens. So I had a couple of jobs. I landed at an amazing place, one, probably one of the best restaurants in Los Angeles called Happy. Hall, uh, which got me totally like hooked and more like enthused and curious about elevated southern comfort cuisine. Um, chef there grew up cooking in, in Georgia and, and in Charleston uh, and, and spent a lot of time in New Orleans and it got me thinking like oh like you know I want to be I, I've always had an affinity for the south and uh, I love music. I love, like, a place with soul. I came to New Orleans last May for the first time in my life for seven days. And by day three, I was like, I'm moving here. I went back to L.A., and I moved back here six weeks later last June. Wow. Uh, so that's – that's now we're here. And now there's a world pandemic. The,
0: the world works in mysterious ways. It, it really does. It really does. Uh, you're literally about to quit. Two-week notice, no money, and this guy gives you a gift <laughs> – A gift of money now, a severance package that you weren't even expecting. So, like again, the world does work in mysterious ways. So, you're in New Orleans. Yeah, I call it. I call it Nolens. I call it Nolens when I'm down there.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: And um, what happens? Like you, you're doing your. You're working at Jewel. Is that it? Jewel restaurant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when I first got here, I was working at a place called Pesh, which is part of a very, very like established, uh, well-known restaurant group here, the Donald Link Group. Um, and I was there and it was was an amazing place. That place kills it. I mean, there's, the food is phenomenal. People there are great, but it wasn't like what I envisioned. I was kind of moving down here to do. So I started looking around and I landed at this place called jewel of the South, um, which about a week before all the major quarantine and city shutdowns were happening nationally had just had its one year birthday. Uh, it's a really cool place built into an old house, uh, just on the edge of the French quarter by Louis Armstrong park.
0: I know exactly where it is. I know exactly where where the area is. Yeah.
1: So really cool. on Rampart in St. Louis. Awesome menu. Uh, one of the owners is a a guy by the name of Chris Hanna, James Beard award winning best bartender in America. The cocktails are phenomenal. Amazing bar program. And the chef, uh, this guy, Philip Whitmarsh is amazing. insanely talented classically trained all throughout Europe spent a bunch of his cooking career uh, in Australia as well and was celebrated as one of the best chefs in Australia Um, was a chef there so the food is like kind of like a beautiful marriage of you know his his coming ups in 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 London in England uh, and cooking throughout Paris and whatnot uh, but also like local fare uh, his wife is, is a local here, from, from born and raised out here. So uh, it's a really interesting menu, and the I mean, the food is phenomenal. And it was a great place, having a dope time. It was small and intimate. Uh, there was like four or five of us cooks. Um, I think we, there was four, and then we just hired a new one like a couple of weeks before all the shutdown. Uh, great spot. And um, yeah, like I said, like around. are uh, two thirds into March had to shut it all down. You know, they did it. The, the owner, Nick Dietrich, one of the owners did right by us. He, he, you know, there was a, there was an effort at the last second to say that maybe we can do a takeout menu or something like that. And they probably could have, but you know, um, the, the leaders being awesome and generous saw the writing on the wall and saw that it'd probably be better for everyone involved to you know uh get a head start on filing for unemployment and and figuring out what they were going to do because no one knew how how bad this was going to go right right today we're still kind of it's it's very touch and go
0: so i guess my question would be for the audience because i know they're they're like all right this guy's this guy's been everywhere he's doing he's he's (laughs) hanging out with celebrities now he's in new orleans so now you lose your job what happens next what because you did something that was has blown my mind, and I'm reading it like, Wow, this guy, wow, this is genius! But go ahead, I'm not gonna steal your shine. Go ahead, tell them, tell, tell the audience, please,
1: for sure, man. I mean, you know, we were talking, you and I were talking before we started recording. It's funny how stories can be different but so similar. Like, you were explaining to me how you got your podcast together, and you know, the way you were describing it. I don't think, you know, I don't think you went into the intention of like becoming best in Baltimore and blah, 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 You just wanted to do something and you know what I mean? Like you started a family. Same thing with me. I-, I wasn't intending for this to happen the way it did. I, it started was four days after the shutdown, I'm at home. Like many cooks, I'm a cook with like no one to cook for. I feel like I'm like a dude playing a tennis match with no one on the other side of the net. I'm losing my shit, I'm bored as fuck. There's only so many dog walks I can go on and shit. And um, for shits and gigs, I always love making pizza. Like when I got out of culinary school, I bought a ton of cookbooks, uh, specifically about cooking pizzas at home. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a pizza a day. I'm gonna go on my Instagram story, I'm gonna ask like funny questions, or like trivia about New Orleans or like filthy riddles that I Googled online, whatever, and whoever gets them right in my little New Orleans community, they're going to get a pizza. Whether well, they can pick it up from me, I'll deliver it to them. Obviously being safe, wearing gloves, the mask, the whole thing. So I started doing that. And it was fun. People got a kick out of it. Uh, and it was just, you know, it was a great way to pass the time. And again, allows me to cook, allows me to feed people. And other people get to eat. Everybody wins. It's fun. Then one of my good girlfriends, Emery, uh, who is an extremely gifted artist, Emory Gluck, get her, look her up on Instagram. Um, she won one day and po- and like posted her pizza on her Instagram. And one of her homies was like, yo, where'd you get that pizza? It looks ridiculous. Without consulting with me, to Emory's credit, and to this day, I thank her almost every day. She says, oh, my friend Larry makes this. He was a cook at Jewel, And I think he's going to start selling them. You should hit him up. And then she took a screenshot of that and sent it to me. And she's like, "I keep telling you, sell these shits." So I was like, "All right, yeah, why not? I'm not doing anything else." Um, so I start. I kept contesting them away, and then offering if someone, if people that have the funds wanted to buy them, um, I would, I would do it, which I figured would help me continue to contest them away as like my fucking nest egg was dwindling. Um, <laughs> And then something interesting happened. Going back to my chef, Philip Whitmarsh, he bought the first two pies and he sent me a text saying, I want two margaritas, but under one condition. I don't need them for myself. I want you to donate them to people like who deserve it. So it just so happened that the inside of a week before that purchase, uh, this company here called Louisiana Fresh that provides, um, the majority of the produce for like the greater New Orleans area for all the restaurants, um, they started giving away um, produce for free, like a couple times a week to all the laid off hospitality workers. Um, Because, you know, they were sitting on a ton of product that now they couldn't give, they couldn't do anything with because all their restaurants were closed or most of them were closed and they're amazing people with huge hearts and they want to do something good. So when my chef bought, sent me that message the first thing I thought was to bring it to them because I had just gone there and was just overwhelmed with like, gratitude and like uh, that these people would do this um, so I matched his two pizzas with I just threw in another two pizzas and I showed up and it was a love fest and I've been like very close with them ever since I go there once or twice a week with food and we talk about what's going on uh, you know they tell me stuff on their end and then from there it just took off Then um, I I realized that, you know, I don't really want to sell these things. I want to see if I can raise money so that I can keep doing that and bring pizzas to healthcare workers, frontliners, first responders, grocery store employees, pharmacy employees, all these essential workers who like, you know, whether you're a doctor or you're a cashier, like if you're out there, you're putting yourself at risk, you know? Um, and a friend of mine in LA, uh, she donated, and and then also just blew it up on her Instagram, and that was like two weeks ago. And that day, was game changing. Um, one of her friends, like people, started donating. They were like, "Keep going, keep going, keep feeding people." And then one of her friends donated, and also happens to work at Yahoo uh, in Seattle, and reached out to me about doing a piece, like an article, uh, for Yahoo Lifestyle. And 48 hours later, kind of like the same way Kelly connected us and like, bam, right away where you and I are talking. Um, I was on the phone with this woman. She wrote this awesome piece with pictures and stuff and linking to my Instagram. And it just really helped. And it's allowed me to now do this at a level and a pace uh, where I can feed as many people as I can cook in my home here um, for a day. And I'm, I'm, I'm able to stay like seven days ahead of the funds that I've raised so that I don't have to worry about having to say no to like someone who says, Hey, Larry, like, can I get a pizza or can I get a pizza or two for my family? Um, or, you know, a friend of mine at university medical center saying, Hey man, these 12 nurses are working the night shift and they never get the food donations. You know, it's eight o'clock at night. Do you mind whipping up like six, seven pizzas? I mean, I'm so far been able to do it um, in a way where I have the funds to keep ahead of it. So it's, it's just, it's incredible what it's morphed into. And I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. It was not my intention, but I could not be happier. I mean, I, I feel fulfilled. I've never felt this energized or full filled with purpose. I get to do what I love, which is cook for people. Um, And the people who deserve it most uh, literally like our soldiers on the front line of this, fucking war that we're in the middle of well, with this virus get to get fed and appreciated. You know, I went to, um, I went to the a post office, um, uh, nearby for the first time the other day. And the, the, there's always like this funny thing that happens when I go into these, uh, places for the first time and like tell them the spiel. Cause at first they're like, what's this dude here coming? He's got like bandanas and tattoos and he's holding like 12 pizza boxes. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then I start telling them like, you know, the pizzas in my hand are paid for by donations from people all over the country that don't even live in New Orleans, um, don't know you or whoever. Uh, and it's allowed me to do what I'm doing. It allowed all of us to, you know, take part in, in, in feeding the essential heroes. And the look on their face, it just floored me. Like they were so grateful. And I had this, like, I realized, not to sound like preachy, kichi but, like, this ain't just about, like, feeding people. It's about, like, letting these people know that, like, we got their backs, you know? Because I feel like you could be an essential worker out there and be like, damn, I'm out here. Like, people don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I'm out here risking getting sick, and whatever. But, like, if something like that happens, like, Joe Smith in Wisconsin donated to some random dumbass cooking pizzas out of his home <laughs> so that someone could be appreciated and eat pizza. That's, that's what this is about. Like when you zoom out, I
0: think. Now, I mean, what has been the, has the word got around in New Orleans about what you're doing right now? I know that I saw you sent me articles about NOLA.com that talked yeah. about what you were doing. And I guess they found out from prior to Yahoo or somebody reached out to them. Um, have you been getting uptick and requests of people at calling you and, or shooting you on Instagram saying, hey, we need something over here. We need something there. Like, how are you able to manage all this right now?
1: Yeah. So yeah, that Nola.com thing happened yesterday, which was dope. Um, and, and it's barely been 24 hours, and there's just been a lot of like outreach and just from people that live in the city or don't live here anymore, but are from here, kind of saying, like, you know, keep doing what you're doing, take care of New Orleans, like you know. New Orleans, you know, gets by in times like this because, it's like, we we got people that want to live there that are like that, which is awesome to hear. It feels good. It's it's fuel to keep going. Uh, sorry, some noise outside, and uh, um, so we'll see. You know, that's like like literally that the answer to that question is like happening right now. Um, so we'll see, but I, I think it's going to have a really good effect and, and a really good thing, hopefully in terms of just two things. One keep the funds coming in so that I can keep doing this. I never want to have to say no to anybody that's hungry. <clears throat> and uh, two, maybe it inspires other people to you know, maybe they're not cooks, but they have something else that they can offer um, that they can do, you know, wherever in Iowa, and Virginia, wherever they live. Um, so we just spread this movement because we, dude, there's no version of us getting through this shit, this country, or anywhere in the world without doing it together. Like it's just not going to happen. Right.
0: Agreed, agreed on that.
1: So it's like, I hope that, I don't know, I just hope that, that that's like an aftermath or, or, or an offspring of, of this pizza movement. As I now, well.
0: if you can look back at your your, your younger self oh God. hustling and bustling in LA, <laughs> what would your younger self say from the LA time saying, looking at what you're doing right now? two I, I probably would say two different people at this point. Two different people, same purse, same body, but two different work ethics, two different styles. What would your younger self say to yourself now? What would you think?
1: My younger self would say, uh, I don't have time. I'll call you back. I don't have time for this. I'll call you back. Um, That's like a Hollywood joke there. Uh, (laughs) You can't see the motion, but I was doing that.
0: I got you. I got you. (laughs)
1: Uh, Dude, that's a good question, man. Um, I mean, my younger self would be like, first of all, the hell are you doing in new orleans like my i was so drinking the kool-aid in la you know right i mean it was just like you said you you put it better than i could like it's i was it's a two two different people but the same person you know right um i think i i don't know my younger self just wouldn't believe it i don't think you know i was totally drinking the hollywood kool-aid and and you know looking back i'm so grateful Because that that moment in my life served its purpose. As much as it's not who I am today, it's a part of what I'm able to do now because of that experience. I mean, some of the press and stuff, I like I don't know, I don't know fuck all about press and soliciting that stuff. That's not what I did. I was an agent. There were there were publicists and people that did that. But because of the relationships that I was able to forge when I was an agent, like people that I worked with that know how to do that have reached out to me and said, I love what you're doing and I love New Orleans. I want to help. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call NOLA.com. I'm going to reach out to Eater NOLA. And like, I don't know how to do that stuff. And so it's like, I don't have the best answer for that question, but it's like the two, the two, that version of me existed for a reason. I see that now, you know? God, I'm saying so much hippy trippy shit. I
0: no, know. you no, but th- you know what? This is it's authentic, man. It's authentic. It's real. And it's I true. Think that's what listeners want to hear because you know I, I'm so sick of hearing negative, negative news. You know, every day, you know, you turn on. If you, I don't even watch the news anymore. to be perfectly honest. I hard don't not have, to, right? Though it's
1: you know,
0: so- it, it's it's like it's like a car, it's like a car accident. You're only want to look at it, but you're, you're going to stop and look. And I, yeah. I don't want to. And I want positive. And I want somebody to talks about sense of community. And you were. And you're all about community right now. I can hear it, you know, just telling your story. You've only been there for a year or two, pretty much.
1: Not even. I moved here last June. It'll be a year, a year yeah. this June.
0: And you've already immersed yourself into the community, which is amazing because you love it so much down there. And that, to me, that's what the story is all about. That's the growth of you for growing. You know, you grow from college, from doing what you did in L.A. Now you're like, you know what? I like this 10 times more than I was doing in L.A., you know? you know, And I want my listener to understand how important and positive things are happening people are doing three great things in the us right now you know you may not hear about it every single day but people are doing things i just want to highlight what you're doing and for what you're doing salute to you sir for what you're doing like and i will always tell people these people are working 12 hours a day some nurses work 3 12s 4 12s and guess what they're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwich you know they, they don't they're not thinking about food and you're bringing in a fresh margarita pizza, cheese pizza, sauce pizza. I mean, who doesn't like pizza? Okay, let's be honest here. Or you're going, you're, you're going to the post office. You know, you're going to you're going to grocery stores. These are all people who are front line who have to. They depend on their check every single week. And you're doing that. that. Yeah. And, you, and you don't even. And you're not. And you're not even. You don't even have a job right now. That's you know. This is and you're doing it because you want to do it, and it feels great.
1: For sure, man. I appreciate you saying all that. I mean. Like I said, it just it just kind of happened, and and now it's like I don't want it to end. I want—I mean, I want coronavirus to end, but I don't want, while in, while it exists, like I don't want to have to. I want to do my part. I want—I want to like I love this community, you know. And that—that's I think you touched on something that like maybe I don't even realize enough. It is about community. I mean, who doesn't want to live in a place where everyone's got each other's backs, you know? That sounds, so uh, that's great. You're saying that, dude.
0: So. Here's, I'm gonna do a quick rapid fire with you. I do this with everybody who comes on my show. Everybody comes on the show, okay? And uh, now you're good. You won't, it, won't, it won't be tough. It won't be tough. It won't be tough at all. It's, it's an easy one. Um, rapid fire. So, what is your favorite food to eat in New Orleans? Oh, man. Favorite dish? Well,
1: I'm gonna put my hair back right on. Um, I'll tell you my favorite place I've been to recently. Right before I shut down a place called Little Lil Dizzy's uh, in the Treme. It's a $15 all you can eat buffet with fried chicken, baked chicken, uh, gumbo, rice, greens, and probably the best bread pudding I ever had in my life. And sweet tea, like unlimited. It's, that's just that kind of that, that all those things right there is my favorite. Like, see,
0: see so New, New Orleans is like my third favorite food city my number 1 is Charleston. I love Charleston, but New Orleans yeah, is the, right yeah. there. New Orleans has now cuz uh, what's a Cafe Dumas? The best beignet, the beignet. I can no, do. Yeah. I would fly in there right now for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um what's the other place? Charwood Oysters. Oysters and the, Portland, right next yeah. to the casino over there. Uh, I can't remember yeah. the name of the place, but they have um okay, flats or drums for wings.
1: Flats, always flats. You know the trick in them, right? What's the trick? So you turn it so it's like perpendicular to the plate. You pinch the top, the meat to loosen it, and push it down, and that allows you to. I've I've done this on Instagram; it blows people's minds. I actually learned this from a a buddy of mine I used to work with. It allows you to suck the meat right off the bone in one shot. It's the best.
0: Love it. I, I'm always flat. Always flat, flat. flat. Blue Okay, I was gonna. That That was my next one. Blue cheese or ranch.
1: Blue cheese all day, all day. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm <laughs> sick of this ranch conversation. I love ranch. I put ranch on like my fried pickles and stuff like that. But come to wings, it's blue cheese.
0: What do you miss the most about the East Coast?
1: Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches on great bagels in the morning.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice.
1: My waistline don't miss it, but my, my my taste buds miss it.
0: Fisher grits or shrimp and grits?
1: Shrimp and grits, love shrimp.
0: A lot, lot of butter. What's that? A lot of butter.
1: More butter, more better. That's like <laughs> that's one on one in c- cook's life. One-on-one all right.
0: That that, that, was, that was it. That was rapid fire. That was simple oh, questions. Simple. Yeah. But uh, was fun, I I, I it was, it's all good. I'm glad you came on and you touched on something that was really funny that you've been saying. And I joke around with all my L.A. friends, and I always tell them, "Of oh, you, you have you gone L.A." And as only people from LA know that joke. It's kind of like, have you changed? Have you changed to the way of things? How you think? How you do things? differently? you're more <laughs> laid back. You know, it's like, have you gone to LA? And I can tell you, <laughs> got the LA behind <laughs> you. It's a whole different. It's a whole different demeanor. It's a whole different demeanor when you go. When I go out there, and everybody's like, oh, we'll get there when we get there. It's cool. You know. This is our it's just, I would tell you, Have you gone to LA? You
1: can take the, New York, the boy out of New York, but you can't take the New York out of the boy. I still, hey. I still, as much as I don't think I have, I still got that like fiery kind of thing.
0: Hey, it's all good. Uh, so, what I want you to do next is I want you to plug your Instagram. How can people donate? Plug everything that where we can get, people can go out and reach out to you and follow you on Instagram, what you're doing, donations, whatever that can just highlight what you're doing in New Orleans right now.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, most of my, all the uh, social posting is through my Instagram and my Facebook. So my Facebook is just Larry Galper, G A L P E R, um, and my Instagram is at L A G A L P S lagalps Galps um, eighty two. All the donations are just directly through my Venmo, uh, which is in the profile of my Instagram account. It's just at Larry dash Galper. Um, you know, I tell people always ask me like, what's appropriate to donate? I always say like just $10 feeds up to two to four people, just depending on their appetite. You know, I can crush one of these pizzas by myself, but that's just because I'm like, I have an endless bottomless pit of a stomach, but um, uh, $10 goes a long way, five, whatever. Um, but the other way people can contribute too is just follow the movement and just spread it. Like it, it not everyone has the funds and stuff to even throw five or $10 at. I mean, I didn't, you know, I hardly do, but we can all just share good news. I think that's all we need right now. So right. Even, even if it's just, just be like, yo, in your community in Seattle or Kansas City, whoever happens to be following, and they just want to be like, yo, check out what this dude's doing. If that brings in funds or if that inspires people in those communities to be like, shit, man, I'm going to do something like that in my town also then that's it that we're winning. You know what I mean? That's good stuff. Well, again,
0: like you said, you are doing this. And it's all about the love of where you live, man. And that's a beautiful thing. Again, it's the community and it's for love of it and helping seeing people smile. And that to me, that's sense a community, that's the sense of humanity. That's what people need in this world. And I, I this is where I salute you again. I commend you for what you're doing. You don't have to do this. You could have been like, you know, what? I'm going to chill unemployment, kick it, relax. Just, just enjoy my, yeah. enjoy my life, you know? But you are doing something that's over the call of duty. And I hope that this keeps on going. And I hope that once we do reopen society, you have a, your own pizza shop. I mean, hey. And then what is the number one What is the number one pizza that everybody has been requesting that they like the most? What is your go-to pizza that if I come, when I fly down there and when all this is over with, I'm coming to get a pizza from you. What is a, I mean, right now, the bada-bang?
1: <laughs> Everyone's on a pepperoni cake. Can't get enough pepperoni. Okay. Uh, I had these, I just got new ones from LA fresh, but I had these um, for people that like mushrooms. I had this trio of mushrooms. It was uh shiitake oyster mushrooms, which are the fucking dopest. They're just amazing. Uh, and cremini mushrooms that I slow cooked in thyme, butter and garlic. Um, I slow cooked those. And then I throw them on the pizza. Like, you know, once they cooled off, people love that pizza oh my god you got, you
0: got me hungry we're
1: gonna work on some new stuff we're gonna get we're gonna get super creative right now i just want to feed people and get them out there so kind of like just the greatest hits
0: that's what's up and uh, again i appreciate everybody the background q grads here and um i'm oh '03s, 04 oh four and you know i'll yeah. like to reach out to you, su alum q alum. we always have that kinetic bond just because it's just we all went through that four years of cold ass snow. So, <laughs> so, so guess what? I mean? We all went through something like that together. So, oh, yeah. and you know, please be safe. Make sure you're healthy. because We don't need you down. We need to make sure you're helping out the community and do doing what you're Appreciate doing. And thank you. Uh, is there any parting words you want to say to people before we get off on it?
1: No, just I mean, thank you so much for doing this. I, every all those kind of words I throw it back at you because it's helpful to have people doing what you're doing to spread the love, spread the message around. You know what I mean? Like if the tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, like, no one did it happen. You know what I'm saying? So you're like right. as much as this, keep doing what you're doing too. We all got to lift each other up and tell good stories. You know, there's, there's no shortage of bad news. You know, right now we need, we need some good news. So I appreciate um, you doing this, man. It means a lot to me. Hey,
0: anytime. And like, what would yeah, I,
1: that's all know. the Q alum listening.
0: <laughs> and I will, I will, I'm going to, I'm going to tag on, um, guy my name of a guy who runs you alumni who does oh, communications sweet. so i'm gonna get him on your train too to reach out to you oh, whatever man, not and just because uh i did an interview with him a little bit oh, a couple of month ago and i'll make sure he finds out about the story and uh go from there okay
1: that's awesome dude. Thank hey you very be much. safe
0: i see your dog back there chilling you guys re- <laughs> <laughs> be safe relax and i'm on um on that note folks thanks for listening to notebooks for dark podcast Again, we're doing a community edition. We're going to we're doing people who are doing positive things. And that's what's all about right now, folks. Positive stories. Come on, we we hear enough negative. Let's get something to make you cheer up and smile and say, you know what? I can throw out five or ten dollars to this person to make some make somebody help somebody eat. You know, that's what's all about. All right, folks, and we're out. Come on.